Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. Swap the battery out. Nope, nothing. So now I'm down to one key, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that happened like it happened uh, early in this year, and and it's like, oh yeah, I got to deal with that. I'm now waiting for the next key to just die on me, right? Yeah. So, because <laughs> yeah, the then I'm going to be useless, stuck. Uh, so, how do you get another key when you have those? You have to order it. You got to go to the dealer. Yeah, right. The, yeah, you got to get it through the dealer. You know, it's not as bad as I thought. We we got cost. a new key. It was only 140. Which it, well, I, I'm sure that means that mine will be 300. Well, that's really, that's a hot. <laughs> one. Yeah, do you know what's funny? The first experience of like a a quasi smart key is I, I remember like in high school. My buddy drove a new Toyota Corolla, and he was talking. He was like, "Yeah, you know," and he was the designated driver that night. You know, so, which, which is hell in high school when all your <laughs> friends are drunk. But he's like, "Look at this! This is amazing!" And he took the key out, like on the highway. He's like, "Yeah, the the car just keeps running. It doesn't need the key inside it." We, we had never seen a car like that. And my other buddy who's drunk, was like, "Huh?" And he, he hands the key to him, and he just goes. You don't even need it. And he throws it out the window. Oh, oh my no. god! On the highway, it's like moron. I need it to stop the vehicle. Yeah. You know. Oh man. You so, need it to turn it off. I used to. Well, I mean, you can't really. You could put it in park. How are you going to actually turn off the engine when the key's out the window? Yeah, he couldn't turn off the engine that night. He, so how did you turn on the car? He turned on the car, and now he's driving at 55 miles and an hour. Pull, and and it, uh, somehow that the Corolla of that year allowed him you to just pull, pull it out. out. I have no idea My why Chevy that would Beretta be a would do the same thing. Why? What ends up happening is is right at the tip of the key that kind of locks it in. Yeah, wears down over the years. Uh, and I could do the exact same thing. Well, maybe thing. that's what it was. Maybe it was it just, just an was old car. Down. That would make more sense. The key was just he wasn't worn the kind down. of guy that would have a new car. It sounds car. like yeah. a, a 90s that, car. Yeah, it was. Yeah, an, yeah. yeah. Especially Chevy. They were yeah. That's insane. You could just yeah, pull the just key out of the ignition. And the problem is to, to you had to kind of push in and turn. You kind of had to push in and turn backwards to turn it off. To turn it off. It. And without a key, you can't push in. Yeah. So therefore, that's not- the car's just going to stay running. It happened to me <laughs> once. Right. Because I used to, like, pull the key, run into my house, because I'd forget something, run back out. And true story, I ran inside to get my wallet to go to work, put the key down, got in the car, drove to work, couldn't turn the car off. Same story. (laughs) I had to call my mom and say, hey, can you bring the keys to my car? It's still running. She's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I locked locked myself out of a running car once, which which was embarrassing. Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Keys, uh, cars in the parking lot, lights are on, car is running. Yeah, I remember I I called a pick lock, well, a, uh, a locksmith. And he's like, which car is yours? I'm like, it's the one running. You know, you'll see it. The headlights are on. You know, <laughs> It's always a little, have you guys ever called a locksmith back in the day to like, I feel like they don't do cars anymore. I don't know. Like it's not. Uh, no, they do it. It's I'll expensive. do it. Uh, yeah. I, I left they, my... they, It was amazing how quickly he got into that. Oh, yeah. 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 It, I, I had a similar experience. I left my uh, key. Uh, I was loading up the car. The car was locked. I opened up the trunk. I left the key in the trunk and I closed the trunk and yeah. the key was in the car and I had no spare, so I had to call That's a locksmith. It's just the worst feeling. It's just absolute it's worst just, feeling. It's, it's, you know it the second you do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the second that you yeah. hear that sound, you just go, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the most expensive things that has happened to me to call the guy to come in and open the car. It took him literally, so it just blew my mind on multiple levels. Like. He had this thing. It looked like one of those old blood pressure meters. 
Yeah, he literally puts an inflatable thing in the door and inflates it, and the door opens enough for him to just put a a piece of wire and just open the door. Cool. It huh. took thirty seconds. At first, I, I just I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, the first time I saw it, it was a, it was actually a cop who yeah. helped my mom out, and he had a, a an arm thing that just he put it in the window. Slim Jim. The Slim Jim. Yeah. 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 Just put it in the window and went boom, done. Here yep. you go. Well, that, yeah. what, that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's so. exactly the same thing. The, the the thing was he just wanted a little bit more room because he didn't want to you know aim that well. So he just put a little thing, opened the door like a couple, just an inch, so he could work. They have a balloon that does it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I've known I all of this has happened to me or somebody in my family at some point, and I've seen all of these devices. But a few years ago on St. Patrick's Day, I left my car. Um, where I get my hair cut. Officer, could you help me drive drunk? No, no. So <laughs> I... Uh, that would be a hilarious way to get it. On St. Patrick's Day, I was getting my hair cut, and my friend cuts my hair. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna park it here and get off the train and then walk to your place and, and go home from there. It makes it real easy, but it was like St. Patrick's Day. So I uh, go, I drop my car off, get on the train at your stop, right on Front Street. Yep. And uh, go to work, come back. Uh, get my hair cut, go out to my car, and it is covered in St. Patrick's shit. It is, there's balloons in the car, there's confetti all over the place, they wrote shit on the window. Wow. They, like, did this whole thing to, <laughs> yes, it was the boxcar. Who did this? My friends. Okay. Yeah. So um, they knew you were going to be there. But the car was locked when I left. How did they get in the car? I have a friend who's a cop, Slim Jim the shit out of my sh- car. <laughs> Oh my God! I still that's have, awesome. I still have confetti in good, that car. Good for them. That's a good one. It's underneath mats, it's in little crevices. Um, uh, so yeah, I. I mean, I've heard. I've heard cops don't do that it. anymore. I <laughs> don't know if that's true. I've heard cops are like, no, we don't. We don't open cars anymore. Um, they have to have the utility in case it's an like emergency. it's an emergency. But yeah, I heard so, that. So, but I mean, if you're just an idiot, you can't call home. They or you can call home. They're just gonna say call somebody. Yeah, and then. You know, I guess it's not really a service the, we provide. Yeah, it's the discretion of the cop to see if it's something Weird. that they need. Well, you're talking about you know cars running, both you guys um, that that had no key. So my wife's car has the smart key where you don't have to put it in anything; it just has to be, be in, in the, the car, car yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we always have the problem, the problem, the the issue where Jen will ask me to drive. It's her key. It's her car. It's the purse in the car. She gets out with her purse and wanders off, and the car just beeps and tells me that, hey, you got a problem. And I just I just keep driving. I'm like, whatever. I can't start it again. I can stop it. Mm-hmm. I just can't start it again. But I could keep driving. I can go anywhere yeah. with with the car that way. She was like, the first time she, she was like, wait, you've got to take the key. I'm like, nah, don't worry about it. And not knowing what it would do, like what it die a block away or uh, what would it do yeah. no it just keeps running until you get there um but it is kind of a weird feeling to be i have no key i've got nothing and i'm driving around in this car <laughs> i can't, can't imagine you guys with older cars that actually didn't have this technology in it and you're still driving around with no key in the ignition yeah. that was the original way to do it yeah. i actually tried to get other keys to do that because it was such a yeah <laughs> How do I, I file I this down? I did. I actually tried. It didn't work. But, uh, um, 
messed up my ignition. That's pretty and, good. Yeah. Anyways. Well, we are the Worldwide IT Guys, and we are here for podcast number 142. I am Steve. I'm Dion. Ross. Elisa. Sean. Uh, welcome to the, the program. And we have, effectively, we have um, two new sponsors this week. Oh, boy. Uh, for various reasons. Um, Grolsch, the Grolsch Brewing Company, is now sponsoring the Worldwide IT Where guys. are they out of? I didn't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. Uh, well, they're, they're based, their um, business is based out of the UK, I believe, now. Yeah, it definitely um, sounds like a uh, non-American... Yes. I mean, it almost sounds like a 400-year-old German beer or something like it that. It does. Yeah. It does. But they, they brew a number of... They're global brewers, so they, okay. they cool. brew like Asahi in uh, Asia. Dutch brewery founded in 1615. 1615. That's there what's amazing to me. There you, you go. These, these breweries in Europe that are older than America. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> go ahead, though. So I did not know Grosch, that. Good um, and the Scotch... The McAllen is now sponsoring the Worldwide IT guys. The McAllen, so. I know. Absolutely, the McAllen. The McAllen. Absolutely, the McAllen. Well, where's our where's our sponsored sponsored bottle? On the, the shelf? Look, checks in the mail. Okay, <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> Get the uh, Grolsch, whatever. But so the, welcome the McAllen. To, welcome to our new sponsors. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're drinking uh, Fathead's Headhunter IPA. Yeah, um, which is always a good thing. I, I checked my untapped. I hit the last time I drank this was probably last time I came home from vacation on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. get uh, I always get this because I think it's the best IPA, one of the best IPAs I've ever had. April twelfth, twenty sixteen. And then I get Yingling because my neighbor is from Baltimore and loves Yingling. That's and that's Coast, not though. available. Yeah, I don't Chicago. like that. I think that's oh, but you know this is the thing you have to bear in mind about Yingling, and this is what people who grew up in the area know. And it's amazing Yingling's been able to pull this off. As they've entered new, more Western markets, whether it's you know Ohio and Indiana, they've somehow been able to rebrand themselves as a good beer. Anyone who grew up around it, like in Philadelphia, they call it a citywide, where every bar would have uh, a Yingling and a shot of Jameson for two dollars. Right. Like Yingling was a dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like a bush yeah. light. Yeah. You know, it was a terrible beer there. Yep. And it's funny they laugh at b- about how people out west, west being Indianapolis, think it's a, <laughs> think it's a good beer. They're like it's a shit beer, you know. But he just likes it for nostalgia. Yeah. He grew yeah. Up yeah. With it, the way know? the way I my... mean, it's an okay summer beer, but yeah, you, you you can't present it as like a good craft beer. Yeah. No, but I don't think it ever was. It was always well. That's the how they market it, themselves it, in Ohio and Indiana. It's hilarious. That's crazy because I have a friend who has grown up vacationing in Florida and grew up with that being the preferred over Bud Light, Miller Lite, Coors beer. Like that was the. Yeah. Oh well, it's the same price. I'd re- way rather get Yingling than those cheap light beers. Which makes yeah, which it's almost like a person who just moves to a new city, like a con man. who's like, oh yeah, I went to Harvard. And, uh, I, I'm from an old money family. You didn't know that. I'm uh, Philip Winthorpe the Fifth. You know, and, but he's just a liar. That's what Yingling is. They're a con man that entered a new neighborhood that didn't know anything about him. Well, if they got away with it, what they are you did get do? away with it. You know? Their owners are, are huge Trump supporters, well, though. So. Uh, uh, yeah. Go figure. I, I will uh, thank you, Sean, for bringing the fatheads. Oh, my pleasure. One, one of my has anyone tried the favorites. double? Is that any good yet? I have not tried it yet. I'll try that next. We will time. have to give that one a go. Um, so, s- speaking of beer, um, 
is there a new brewer? You posted something about uh, apparently a California brewer is now brewing a beer called LeBron's Tears. Oh, LeBron's <laughs> Tears. It look actually looks amazing. <laughs> um, so LeBron just James a- just lost again the championship to the Golden State Warriors. Yes. Right? Yes. Cleveland, sorry about that. So Failed. LeBron's Tears is a 6.5 um, hazy IPA. Um, that's uh, um, the little known fact is uh, Kevin Durant, Steph, and Clay take opposing teams' hopes and dreams and turn them into soul-crushing three-pointers. And we took the tears from Sir James' game one loss and distilled them into a hazy IPA just for you. We also decided that tears pairs well with mosaic hops, <laughs> which you know I'm a fan of. <laughs> um, and they say food pairings uh, um, to, to go with this beer are. Uh, triple doubles. <laughs> <laughs> so we were um, talking, and it's actually out untapped, and it's a beer that if anybody in the San Diego area can get and bring or send us, please do so. We would love to to give a, a LeBron's Tears a, a go here. Well, we were talking about th- this, and uh, I mean, LeBron—he's uh, got no say in this. It, it's his first name, but it means. It no, no, no. They so LeBron can definitely sue them because like, I was talking about this in the office. Like if you look at their tweet and everything, they have LeBron's likeness. Yeah, on they it. put his likeness. Like, exactly. Okay, like yeah. So, so they can and, and they in, in the marketing they talk about him losing and everything. He could definitely sue them. Like I don't think he's cares about that kind of shit. Like he doesn't. We were talking about how it's hilarious. Jordan oh, would man. have sued him into the fucking Stone yes. Age. Yes. Because <laughs> this is Jordan. People, I, I, one thing that people in Chicago is like, they always want to talk about who's better, LeBron and Jordan. And we could talk about basketball, but we're just like, talking basketball. We're I, not it talking would be interesting morality, to talk about. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's we're not the talking one thing morality. that everyone, like, sort of. We don't talk Jordan morality. is one of the biggest assholes of oh, all time. Oh, my God. Yeah. He sued Jewel oh, yeah. Osco and Dominix. Grocery stores w- here. Grocery yeah. stores here, and when in part of their coupon flyer, they wished him a happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, number twenty-three from Jewel Osco. Thanks for all the memories. But that you. was just Give free me... advertising yeah, yeah, they yeah. were getting. Okay, Give me two million dollars. He did donate it to charity. You said, but uh, yeah, well, he yeah. only donated it to charity after the uproar of oh, people were like, wow. "Are you fucking serious?" Yeah, dude? but they were yeah. using his name without talking to him. But anyways, and we've talked about that before. We think, I mean, or at least I have. LeBron has been a pretty upstanding individual as far as family man. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. Being, you know, he doesn't get into trouble. He doesn't fall into the same um, sticky situations that others have with his mo- you know, his money and his, his influence and, and all that stuff. So he's actually been it's a pretty decent... It's kind of amazing. Given it's how, how much hype he grew up around. He grew yeah. up, he's a very well, level-headed dude. He was the yep. best... He was the next Michael Jordan before... As he's playing high school in the Michael... Uh, I'm sorry, in the McDonald's tournament. They're saying this kid's the next Michael Jordan. So can you believe... What's your head yeah. like at 18 years old saying you're as good as Michael Jordan ever was? Yeah. Well, how, could that, how do could, you keep And to head? never fall into any of the pitfalls that, that happened could, yeah. to... Could to, that actually be the difference why Michael Jordan was the guy who sues and LeBron wasn't? I mean, because if you're that young, at that age, everybody's telling you you're the next Jordan, you can kind of assume he had everything kind of a lot easier, right? 
And I, I don't know anything about yeah. Jordan, but it his move feels like, well, fuck you, I had to do everything on my own. You don't get to get a single cent. Oh, off Jordan, of- Jordan's just an asshole. <laughs> he's one of the, he's probably the most competitive person maybe ever on the planet. Oh yeah, to to, yeah. to a huge asshole yeah. degree. Like, like yeah. There's an ama- his Hall of Fame speech. I don't know if anyone ever saw that. Is one of the most. No, I don't remember. It's a better asshole scene than like the principal from Sixteen Candles. L- l- like he, he is puts like, down Pippin who's sitting he, in the he front makes row. Makes fun of all his teammates. Yeah, he flew yeah, his yeah, high school. Yeah. So there's a famous story that Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team, which is untrue. He wasn't allowed to make varsity as a freshman, and yeah. he viewed that as a huge slight. He <laughs> flew this fucking coach, who's just a gym career gym teacher, to the yeah. front row and berated him at his high school <laughs> at his Hall of Fame speech. Like this guy is such an asshole. He's making fun of a career teacher for a decision he made. You know that's pretty. Sad. Yeah, Jordan's a huge. He I forget who he chose to introduce him, but he made. That was another guy that he just... He's almost like Trump lately, like where he just wants to embarrass people publicly. Wow. The guy he chose to introduce him, because the guy's like, I wonder why Jordan... Like, we were never close. And Jordan, in his speech, works out that you said I'd never be a good player. And, you know, like, like the whole... It, it was the weirdest fucking speech in all the world. Well, good for LeBron James for not being that asshole. Yeah. And for allowing, you know, these things to crop up and yeah, taking, I mean, taking the heat for it. I mean... Good, good for him. I give him all the those kudos, and and I mean, besides, who wants to have that that greatest of all time debate anyway? I mean, it's it's pretty much over now, so that's fine. But you know, he's still a nice guy. Yes, he is still a nice <laughs> guy. Uh, so in the sporting world, there are other things that are going on. No, I don't know if you guys really. saw this, but apparently the uh, Stanley Cup was won by the uh, the Washington Capitals. Oh, yeah. I was disappointed. Very disappointing that that uh, Vegas did not win. And, I thought and it would have been and just, hilarious. Just so yeah. listeners, this is not the all sports podcast from the Worldwide <laughs> yeah. IT guys. Bear with it. Um, did you see the celebration though? Wait, no. ju- just what sport are we talking? Hockey. 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 All right. So the the Stanley Cup Finals. There was a wonderful moment during the celebration. These are the Capitals. They're they're lifting the cup. They're skating around with the cup, and apparently. Some young lady in the front row flashed everybody, and all, you got this team of capitals skating around the ice, and they all like turn, except for the guy with the cup. The guy with the cup is going around with the cup, and everybody else goes, no, nah, I'm going to slow down over here and look at <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, did anybody else see that? No. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, my God. There's got to be a gif of that somewhere. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It wasn't as good a video as I wanted it to be, as in it wasn't... You saw the guys kind of going, whoa, what's going on over here? I wanted it to be a little more fun than that. But it was just to see this cup celebration, and they're like, yeah, whatever, the cup. Yeah, it's nice, but I'm going to slow down over here. I've waited all my life for the wait. What the? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You hit the pinnacle of your sport, and you don't really care anymore. It really defines us as a species. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, so I thought that was pretty good. And and there is one last sport thing going on. Is there any update on the World Cup and no, what's going, going on there? there. Nope. No? no? Nothing no. else on the World Cup? This ne- is a world ne- event. Ne- well, I just said uh, earlier this morning that I probably care more about the event than the two, uh, you know, 
non. I s- I don't Sir, remember who I'm I was. The, I'm the U.S. I'm a U.S. citizen. Right. So, so you're, now you're supposed to. Us not Americans, care. we assume all you guys do is eat expensive, drink expensive coffee, and watch soccer. We think yeah. that's what the rest of the world does. And, and plot plot the demise of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> or, or try to get into this country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, Serbia won. You didn't give a shit. Uh, and you said, I don't know what team to root for. I guess Argentina. And wait, did they win? They tied. Uh, they tied, but they still have two more matches. So right. So meh. it's right. too early. Argentina is not it's, great this year. It's too early they were to care. Great. No, they are good, but yeah. uh, the um, the team that they play with uh, was surprisingly good at defense. Oh, okay. So they surprisingly blo- good. They block all the advances of Argentina, and when they they did the first goal and everything was amazingly right. Just an error in defense when uh, they they got the advanced uh, advance of an error in defense and I have never seen so many um, uh, teams score on themselves technically. And I'm I, starting to think that's all soccer is. Yeah, <laughs> no. So so I know that. Poland did that. Yeah. I know there's been a few teams that that. Poland was yesterday, that's why it's fresh in my head. But there were a couple other players that had done that. And um, uh, I'm not sure if Germany did that or not, but what I liked was they actually give the goal credit to the defense guy who knocked it in his own He net. gets a goal. Hey, I think that your stats. Wouldn't that be great during contract negotiations? Like, yeah, hey, you know, scored a few goals last year, even yeah. on defense. On defense, come on, who else is doing this? Yeah, well, right. actually, there there is a commercial in Argentina, well, uh, old one, uh, that a agent trying to sell a player. Uh, put some footage about his games and the, this guy making some figures with the ball and kicking the ball into the goalkeeper and so and so and then uh, they, they sign the contract and then they show the whole um, story and this guy was actually uh, doing the figures against his own was <laughs> going the wrong way that's yeah. <laughs> all wrong way <laughs> He was amazing, but uh, against his own It's a good commercial. Team. Yeah. And you thought it only happened at, at you know, the Little League soccer games that you're oh, participating in It does in happen. It does it happen. Does happen. With it six does. and seven-year-olds all of the time. <laughs> it does. Um, before you move on from sports, though. Uh-oh. What? Yes? I have a gift from the Indianapolis Colts <gasps> cheerleaders. We got it. We finally got it. Um, and there's a little Are these story. the people you met at the draft? Yeah, so I went to the Combine, and I think I talked about that a little bit on the podcast, yeah. and I said we have a gift. Um, I, I went up to the table, met the cheerleaders, told them all about the World IT guys. They signed their... Their team poster. Most likely listening now, saying, finally, fucker. Totally listening to us right now. Um, so it says, uh, the two girls that signed, and then it says, two Worldwide IT guys. And, you know, a little heart. Shape. Who signed what? Who, what? Um, well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to read out their na- What are their names here? You said they signed. Do You can't read their signatures. Not really. So it looks like... Uh, Yes. Um, <laughs> this one says asshole. Mandy. <laughs> a big middle finger on the page. Um, so the other one says, "Leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> you, you stink of beer, <laughs> Janice. <laughs> I think it's Lisa. I think it's Lisa and Mandy signed this. And um, so um, 
the reason why it took so long for me to find this was because, and I remember it now, like it was yesterday, um, packing up the, the Scion to head back. We had tons of bags. We had four guys in the, in the car, a lot, not a lot of room. And I had just gotten this sign that day. So I had all our bags packed in and I didn't have a place to put this. So I lifted up, um, you know, like the, the floor mats in the back of a, like a, an SUV. Yeah. Um, to protect the carpet and whatever. Yep. So I lifted that up and I slid it underneath that to protect it because I didn't want to put it on top ah. of a bag. I didn't want to put it on the side. I didn't want to. Like, That's put why it. you couldn't find it. When so you I couldn't find it. Um, funny story. Uh, my wife goes in the car last week. Oh no! And says, "What's underneath here? <laughs> There's half-naked chicks, you know, with an autograph to what are where are my IT guys? Why are you hiding? Why this are you under hiding here? this? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, my God, it looks horrible. But all I wanted to do was get it home safe. She's like, yes, I'm sure it's your prized possession. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm just going to shut up now. Thanks for finding that. I meant to deliver this to the podcast. We're going to put it on the wall. So there they are, yeah, lovely young ladies. Yes. And, that, and yes. If it, you don't recall the story, we walked up, we took a picture, we actually sat down next to them, told them all about the different podcasts my friend Terry Becker does a podcast, um, Men in Moderation, and uh, I'm the Worldwide IT guys. So he's been quiet lately. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know. He's list- been it's been very. He's yeah, yes. He he has a few things recorded, but you know how it is to edit and producing get it ready for, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So production yep. has been yep. a, been a, a pain. But understood. Um, anyway, so they were excited to hear all about our podcast. Um, I don't know if they're listening, but if they so, are... ladies, thank um, you very much for you. listening to us. Thank you very much for the gift. We yeah. will uh, post that prominently somewhere in I'm our sure, room here. Yeah, I'm sure Tara is so proud of us. Um, <laughs> and thank you, Tara, for finding it and your patience with all of this. No, that's great. Yeah, uh, so there it is. Gift to the world. What did you guys? So uh, there's technology that's actually kind of um, interesting in Chicago... That came up that I don't think we talked about. Did we talk about the boring company? Um, a little bit. I, yeah. I don't think we've talked about it related to the Chicago project. Yeah. Does anyone else think this is the weirdest boondoggle? Like, like, why the fuck are they trying to build this? So I think the idea of getting you don't from, understand what like why do they not? We need an express train to the airport. I was going to say we do not need that. Like, O'Hare the blue line is not that bad. Like almost. How long does it take? It takes 35, 45 minutes. Correct. That's public transportation. I mean, name another... I think San Francisco is the only other American city I can think of that can get you downtown from airport to train. So 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 every place, it sucks. And so therefore, it should always suck forever. I would rather meanwhile us do you travel. Meanwhile, you travel internationally, and you go to London, and you get on the Heathrow Express, and you have a fast shot into London fr- directly from the airport. You go to oh, yeah. Hong Kong, and the airport is you know out a bit far, and you get on their express train, and it delivers you into Hong Kong proper quickly. Why is it that well, America sucks. Travel travel sucks. You're in America. Fuck you. Just deal with. Oh it. no! Well, actually, Sao Paulo and Porto Alegre uh, have the same system. Yeah, we oh we definitely need better public transportation, and we need high speed public transportation. But like, I'd rather us like I would like to see them do it all the way to Milwaukee. That's what I would like to see. Well, so you know how Fair, these things start is, though. These things start with you get um, 
so so the idea here is it so it takes 45 minutes just so everybody knows it takes 45 minutes via the public transportation which costs you two dollars and fifty cents to get from O'Hare to downtown Chicago which is 16.5 miles um, in about 45 minutes so it's not that really far of a distance but it does take a while because you got stops and whatever yeah. right um, we won't get into what else happens on the blue line but we'll we'll say that for another time. Um, the idea is you can get to downtown in less than 15 minutes on the um, boring companies. Um, it's not their Hyperloop. It is just a very fast train that will go at about 200 miles an hour where 16 people can get into a car that's attached to a track that's hydraulically sent. Or I, it's, a, it's probably maglev uh, electric, I think. I forget what it is. Um, but essentially, he's gonna, he has technology to dig a tunnel build this transportation loop, and get people to and from downtown in 15 minutes. So therefore, you could actually do round-trip travel in a half hour to downtown. So this basically makes it like the monorail at Disney World for some people. I where, just don't. Where they fly in um, to one of the busiest airports in the world, can shoot downtown to do something, and then shoot back to catch a plane and do something totally. else. It's going to be so expensive because like the ride. blue line is good. Like I, I just think they should choose a city... That doesn't have any public transportation to its airport. Like, why not choose it's, Milwaukee or why not choose like Columbus, well, I Ohio? Think, I think this company is part of their challenge is getting a city that is interested to work with them. Yeah. Okay. And and you know the way that it was laid out, um, based on what I've read, and granted contracts weren't signed, it was much more of sort of an, an agreement and principle on what we want to do. Um, the city basically said we will work with you to make sure that we get what needs to happen to happen through um, the political process, through the mm-hmm. fights with locals that, you know, what are you doing and how are you doing it, whatever they need to do. But the city also kind of put it on the company and said, but you guys are paying for this and you guys are going to run it. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at saying, you know what? Just build the thing. We'll contract you to build it, and then we'll own it and run it and deal with it. They're going, no, it's your thing. Make it work. And I think the boring company is one of those places where they're going, we just want somebody that will okay. help I get guess, us. How can it possibly work? Like, it, you're, the blue line runs about every five minutes during the day and is about a half hour. There's no way it's, it's going to be... It's not a half hour to the airport. It is 40, well, 45 for, minutes. Right, so 45 On a good minutes. day, it's 45 minutes. And, right? and being somebody who does that commute with bags and whatnot, it is not mm. It's not an ideal pleasant, environment. That I okay? get. But like, even if it is only 12 minutes... Cut like my the, commute in half. Yeah. Make but it... But there's no way those trains are running... They much. are. They're not they going to... The boring company... There's no way they're going to have enough people paying enough money... To run those trains more they, than once every 15 minutes. They may not be able to make it work financially. Yeah. But that's what, again, that's what I like about the way the city's approaching this going, look, we're in, we want this to happen, and you have all of the spoils <laughs> when it works. But it's not us, it's you. You yeah. have to prove that it's going to be viable. And it may be a bit of a, you know, throwing it out there and it fails because it was the right idea, it was the right technology, it delivered on what it was supposed to do, but the only way we could make it financially viable was to charge 50 bucks to make you, you know, to yeah, get you Yeah, exactly. There. And, and if that plays out, then, you know, 
shame on that company, shame on the business for for assuming that they could make it work at a cheaper price. And the idea yeah. the idea behind this is remember this is this is the um, uh, basic level of Hyperloop um, coming at us, right? So the Hyperloop is the um, the even faster means of transportation that's supposed to to get you from um, like L.A. to Vegas in 30 minutes or something yeah. like that, right? So it travels even faster, and it's uh, vacuum sealed, mm-hmm. and you're in a you're in a, a a ball that flies, right? So that's what the Hyperloop's future is supposed to be. This is the well, before we can get to the moon, we need to build a plane that can go mock. Yeah, I just swear, I, I feel like so this the history is... of public transportation in America is doing shit like this, where you didn't choose a location where you would have improved the quality of lives of millions of people, and it would have started a buzz, and people would have seen how great this nobody's, is. Nobody's buying it in those cities, though, Sean. The, the, whatever city you're talking about probably doesn't have the infrastructure. But when you sell it to the, the wrong buyer, you fucked yourself in the long run. Because what's going to happen is there's no way this is going to work. I, I, Milwaukee like, doesn't have the ability to say... I would bet my say, house on it. There's so, no way this will work. There's so no way it's going to beat the blue line. I don't think they can say go no... from O'Hare to Milwaukee as easy as it is to no, say No, but they might O'Hare be able to, to say, like, Milwaukee, wherever the hotel centers are to downtown. Or, or, or you think what's the cost-benefit cost there? You think, the cost will, benefit there? you think they will not be able to beat the CTA blue line? I 100% agree with that. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's no way they will. There's no way they will have... They will run trains... Cost performance. I would never ride the you blue might, line to do people, it. People people say that, but also you guys are on like the upper end of of the income spectrum. And if you just look at like all the people taking public transit, there aren't enough people willing to pay the price point they're gonna have to need to introduce. And and that is the question mark. The the price point. What is the price yeah. point? And when they in? have a competing service that will probably get them there within ten minutes of what the hyperloop will. I think when you factor in the dearth it's of trains time. that the hyperloop. It's no, no, no. But you're you're talking about that's time. All right. But it's it, not. But think about um, even if you send we'll the have train back, back and forth every twelve minutes. It's not a train. It's it's a loop. Okay. So basically, what they're doing is they're putting cars on a loop. Yeah, it's that, almost like a gondola, right? It, Where yeah, it goes up and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Still, and, like and the amount of cars on it doesn't change the the cost. It's this is the mm-hmm. amount of cars, and they're saying that those cars are going to run every five minutes. Okay. Those, basically, it takes five minutes to get on and off. A train. I don't. I don't believe that'll happen. I I don't believe it'll happen. I think they're setting themselves up for failure by their first place being next to a pretty good product. Like Chicagoans like to shit on it, but it's pretty good public trade. And and their consumers are Chicagoans. Their consumers and and but. Like, it's pretty good. Like, their consumers are not people that travel all over the world and are just used to magnet trains and are like, well, I'm going to do this one. I think, you know? I think this technology is is baby Hyperloop, in my opinion. I think this well, is I agree the, with that. But. I think this is the beta version of building a tunnel, one, putting an infrastructure in that doesn't cost as much as a Hyperloop, two, and gets you the, the recognition of being the first city to have an Elon Musk thing <laughs> Like he's the Edison of our time, right? He's the the Einstein. Like everybody, every time I hear oh, Tesla, like you know, Tesla. Of our time. <laughs> <laughs> but I also and, think so thank God he wasn't in room. I, I don't think Chicago is smart enough to sign the contracts in a way where we don't get on the hook 
financially somehow. Well, yeah, and um, we have to see how the, the <laughs> next stage of this conversation plays out because your points are absolutely yeah. valid about how much is this going to cost and what really gets put in the contract and and how are we going to as yeah. a as a uh, uh, city and uh, taxpayer base. How are we going to pay the price for whatever this decision I, is? I hope fast public transportation comes to America. And if this, I, like, I guess I'd like to see it work. I wish this wasn't the starting point. I, 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 think, I feel they're setting themselves up for All yeah, I will say is I think you are discounting the amount of traffic that yes. does travel between those two destinations and that the, the percentage of people who would be taken out of the car lanes and the blue line would be a positive thing sure. if they can get that price point right. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I you you are not considering that most of uh, airport users are taxi uh, users because the blue line is so uncomfortable to travel yeah. with bags and uh, actually uncomfortable to travel uh, in when you are in a rush that uh, having this fast and more comfortable transport will go uh, to compete with Lyft and Uber and taxis and will decompress the hair uh, or hair area because on rush hours uh, or hair uh, is very difficult to get into the airport in in a car and and, th- the, and if there's any yeah. sort of sky cab convenience yeah. with that goes with this well, like that's... when you drive up I mean if if your bags get from the plane to the you know this tunnel and then to your destination for it's the other way around it's the other way around basically what they do the london uh, approach with heathrow express is you go and you check in at the station and you check your bag you check in you check your bag you walk on a train well yeah and your bags get on the plane and get to your destination and you're there it's already in the system i mean that's kind of an an extension of the idea. We got to get there, right? But you're absolutely right. There and those, back. Those yeah, services yeah. kind of start to get tacked on to this, yeah. mm-hmm. assuming they can make the price point right, assuming, assuming, assuming. So those are absolutely valid uh, points that, that Sean raised. But I'm intrigued by it, and the way that it was presented made me say that the city, like the city is actually having the right conversation at this point. They're not going. How much money do you want? Yeah. Well, you know, how it can we get you in here? It does like, look eh. futuristic. It does seem like the next level for us. We can't jump to, you know, I the late night shows. You know, I watch. I watch all of them. Yeah, um, all of them. We know. But Every essentially, minute of they, all. <laughs> essentially, the joke for, from the late night shows was, um, "Hey, it's it's uh, almost 2019. Where's our flying cars? Oh no, wait, we're still using fucking cars, and now we're making trains out of cars now. Yeah, we're, and we're, we're boring. We're tunnels. Tunnels. And, yeah, it's like we're we're going backwards here. Well, um, we're but, gonna go underground. But <laughs> to be honest fly. with you, the 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 new that that new train car thing that's gonna go from O'Hare to Chicago looks like the Johnny Cab. Yeah, the fucking demolition. It, yeah. yeah, it's the very clear uh, vehicle that's gonna you know. Get you to a. Anyways, it looks it looks like it could work. So, I so think the, it's the right step. The conversation yeah. about you know tunneling and all. Um, I just listened to um, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to where uh, again I think it, it was probably Planet Money again, but they were talking about the fact that now California there are so many solar farms 
they're generating so much power during the day, but the problem is that power is only available when the sun is shining. It just is yeah. plugged into the grid. So if you have more power during the day than anybody wants, then it just goes away. It, oh, no. It's not stored anywhere, right? And yeah. so they've been talking about how they can efficiently store that power, and they've got multiple ideas to to try to solve this problem. <laughs> but interestingly enough, they have gone to... Um, when we have this excess power, it probably makes more sense. Solid. And there are places, there are places, and they're doing that. There are places where um, this already exists. So there's one in uh, in Appalachia, basically on the border of West Virginia. Um, there's uh, the biggest one is being built now in China, where they basically are building a a water wheel. And the way they're doing it is they're taking these pumps, these water pumps, and they're pumping water out of a basin somewhere down low, a river, a stream, or whatever they've got. They're pumping water up into a mountain and putting it in a reservoir. And then when they need, and they're using the excess power during the day... Oh, to pump it up. To pump it up. That is brilliant. So it becomes your battery. It's your battery. Yeah. So they're using kinetic energy for a battery. I have an uncle that worked on this um, kind of stuff. Amazing. The rocket Um, scientist guy? Yeah. Well, no, this this is his brother who he ended up going into art. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the disadvantage of that is you lose a little bit of efficiency. You lose, but but what they've discovered is they lose about 20% which is the same thing that they discovered they would lose if, with batteries, yeah, with, with yeah, it's, anything. The real stored. solution that they talk about, like Buckminster Fuller, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He did like geodesic domes, but he, he worked at University of Illinois, and he was a big proponent of this. Uh, like, like he knew that the future would be renewable, and he knew that your major problem would be storage. And his idea, which I still think is the best one, is that there needs to be, but just politically. You, it's hard to do, like a global uh, grid. So it's basically every part. If the whole world moved to renewable, some part of the world is already always generating it. Absolutely. And electricity basically moves at the speed of light. So if you had a worldwide grid, you'd never have to worry about storage. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and that will happen. Not in our not yeah, my no, lifetime, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, probably when the aliens are discovered and we figure out that we're about That's to That's how they're going to get us. No, we'll build a grid no, for no. you. That's all it's, we want to do. Elon Musk is going to fix yeah, maybe this he's their, he uh, discovers the mole people with his boring Maybe company. he's an alien. <laughs> the mole like, people. Sounds like incredible stuff. He's terraforming. They, for some reason, they need more holes in Earth <laughs> before they can move here. You don't want me to ruin Incredibles 2 for you? No, do not ruin Incredibles okay, 2 for me. Right, but sorry. yeah, that's an interesting... Like, I think that's like one of the more common solutions, whereas you use I, I love yeah, this. water it's energy as your battery. Such a brilliant battery. Yeah, it's cool. And, you know, the same, the same pumps, the turbines that are in the pumps that are pumping it up are the turbines that become the generators when it's falling yeah. back. It's like... Mm-hmm. So logical. <laughs> well, they say America could like be the Saudi Arabia of solar energy if we wanted. Just like out west, just nobody lives out there. The government owns yeah. all the land, yeah. and it just gets beaded on by the sun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, and the power price. And apparently, the power prices in California reflect it, where it's like 
dirt cheap during the all day long power is so cheap and then immediately it becomes yeah. dark and they're like oh shit we don't have any power anymore now we're back to hydroelectric that's funny that's the opposite of where i grew up like when i you know in cleveland power was very expensive during the day because that's when demand was high and like all the factories and everything well that's actually that's that's what you have in a normal system that the same yeah. thing was in serbia when you have uh things like uh hydro plants and yeah. coal burning plants you have a constant supply and then the demand so based off demand demand drops during the night and that's when and what it's would cheapest. be cool is right. like the radio stations would broadcast louder like like at night because like electricity was cheaper like you could at night you could hear detroit radio because they, I, they we just cranked assumed up the power. they just cranked up the power. They on turned the it to eleven. You, we, we could nice. not hear it during the day. Yeah, I'm not sure so they were cranking up the power. I yeah. think that was maybe other factors. Less, less noise. Maybe less. So Nest, yeah, that might be. Oh, Nest, maybe all the shit that would have interfered with it. Yeah, yeah, off. yeah. 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 Nest That's is giving it. rebates yeah. if you if you for in, for Exelon Commonwealth Edison here in, in Illinois, if you have registered for them to be able to turn down your your Nest. Uh huh. You get the the credit. Yeah. And yeah fuck then, that. No, it's my my nest. I control mine. <laughs> well, so I signed up, and they very rarely actually touch it. It's only in those peak. Oh my god, this today is gonna suck ass. We need to make sure everybody's at their house is a little warmer today. Um, and I've seen it happen, and it tells you, and it gives you like a little. There's a different icon for when the electric company is sent. Oh, really? Signal. On the device itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So it's a little different, and you know that you're in a, a energy saving mode. I've never seen a rebate, by the way, but <laughs> um, I think that's because nice. there's always somebody home going, "Fuck, 75 degrees. It's um, too hot in here. It's got to be 72." Um, but I mean, I have signed up, um, and I do think there's a place for that where they kind of say, "Yeah, you know, it, we're running a little hot right now. We need you to kind of can you." Yeah. Go a, a degree yeah, yeah. warmer yeah. or cooler in the winter or something. Absolutely. And that totally makes sense to me. Um, but, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I just, the boring company, we're tunneling, yep. you know, so much for looking to the stars for the future. It's all underground at some point. Tunnels. Um, oh, wait. No, it, it is about the stars. Sean, you and I were talking about, I think, you were as well, Ross, the other day where... Um, Stars like Stormy Daniel? This, no. Oh, this no. McMoon thing. Oh. Did you read that article? It's fascinating. Yes. So yeah. some of the best photos we have of the moon... Were taken. Were taken back before we ever went to the moon while they were trying to figure out how to land on the moon and where they should land on the moon. And they were taking, you know, billboard-sized photos of parts of the moon so that they could actually stand on it and go oh well this would work we could sit here we could you know a ship could land in this space or whatever but fascinating fascinating well, we never really went there so those pictures were probably used as like the backdrop for the fake landing that they oh, did don't the- go don't <laughs> <laughs> i was fascinated by the fact that here we had what channel was that? This in? technology that would send satellites out, you guys. Okay. send it around thing. the moon, take pictures of all sides of the moon, and not do what I assumed, not send those photos back so that we could then, you know, send them off to what would it have been at the time, Photomat or whatever, um, and get these monstrous images actually developed. Yeah. No, they did, said, we, we can't possibly get these things back. We're going to actually 
find a way to broadcast them back. We're going to send data. Yes. This is before we put men on the moon. We were sending data wirelessly at that distance. Amazing. And the amount of data is mind-boggling. Like I think they said each image was two gigs. Yeah, something along those lines. Like two gigs. I've been looking for it for like five days. 2018, 2018, if I open a two gig Photoshop file, my my laptop. Oh my god, your computer would catch on fire. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Adobe Cloud would unlicense you. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's. It really, when you read some of the tech details of what they did on the lunar landing, it's amazing. And it, it really means, everyone's always like, oh, technology always gets better. It's like, well, it could, uh, you know, yeah. certain mm-hmm. metrics get better, but. And, you know. and it goes back to the, when you have certain limitations, creativity yeah. actually goes up, right? You mm-hmm. find ways to do stuff because of the limitations of technology. Now we have computers that, you know, we talked about it last week, I think, the, you know, the most powerful supercomputer and how much it can do. It's like those kinds of things are no longer the challenge. So we have to artificially find ways to put ourselves in a box and say, no, 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 think creatively here. Because that's what they did. They were like, well, I don't know. We're going to be able to take these pictures now, apparently. How do we get them back? And that's what forced them into, well, ah, let's broadcast them back and have them. We have to collect. They collected them like three different places, Australia and yeah. Spain. And I don't know. They collected them from multiple locations, reassembled these. this, And it was encrypted data because they didn't want the Russians to get it. <laughs> Fuck you, Just Sputnik. amazing. Yeah. It says, they were huge files even by today's standards. One of the later images can be as big as two gigs on a modern PC. Mm. Uh, when the initial NASA engineers printed off these images, they were so large they had to hang them in a church. Amazing. Because uh, they, they couldn't fit them in their normal, like, studio or whatever. The stripped images being laid out on the floor of a large room at NASA. Yeah. Yeah. So I read the beginning of this and didn't get a chance to finish it, and then I could never find the Oh, it's fascinating. Again. And it's yeah. all these people that just sort of restored these images. Yeah. These hackers who got the original tapes. Yeah, and the reason oh, it's called amazing. McMoon is they they set up base in an old McDonald's restaurant. Oh yeah, look that's at that. where they ran yeah, this operation <laughs> to recollect this data oh, and God. put it back together and actually digitize all of it in a more modern so way. Does this prove we went to the moon then? Or well, no, it proves that a lot of people spent a lot of time to manufacture another example just to put a total kibosh on. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, you could do a lot with Photoshop. Yep. This is, yeah, Alex Jones. This is all to defeat Alex Jones. Who was he was born? Imagine, imagine being they, on a road trip and thinking this might, this McDonald's might be open. <laughs> you walk in, because like they show these images, there's just tapes everywhere and, you know. Can I get a Big Mac? <laughs> uh, no, but I, yeah. I got this reel over here yeah. that, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Ross. I think I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Go for it. We have a 25-foot image of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that. Yeah, I mean, it's like funny, too, because in this image, they also have a sleeping bag. Right. Yeah. Right like, in the middle of the whole thing. just, like, staying overnight? They're so into the project? I'm sure they were. I'm sure they had to put in a lot of hours. Uh, it, there was time ticking, because the tapes and the technology to actually get the data... Red and decom, you know, they they talked about having oh. 
so many of these machines in various working order just so that they could steal parts when the thing that they were using to decipher this would break down. They go, oh, okay, go, go to machine number 12 and grab this part because we need to fix this machine. That's my doing my favorite job. part was that they had to... Um they had to look at all the images and see what they were because the labeling system that the NASA, the logic behind the labeling system was lost. Nobody knew how they were labeling these images. So they were labeled, but just no use. <laughs> what does this mean? What does this mean? No idea. <laughs> I wanted to download the wallpaper that they made, from, and, but from 2008, the links are all broken. Oh, man. You can get this stuff. That I will post the article, but it's fascinating stuff, and I'm sure you'll find it eventually. It's pretty awesome. Um, it, is, it looks amazing. I, I Yeah, I was totally fascinated by that article, so uh, I think Doug posted that. Thank you, Doug, for sharing. That was a good one. Um, meanwhile, we have current technologists coming up with uh, what apparently is the most ridiculous and useless lock money can buy. Did you see the, the that? Oh, that lock that has so many failure points? Yes. It's hilarious. It's got yeah. like many, many key failure points. But what I loved about, A, the way the story was told, and B, the way that that video played out. I don't know if you watched the guy. A YouTube video where they reviewed this padlock. So it's a padlock. Um, Smart padlock. Supposed to be able to use your thumbprint yep, to unlock. Yeah. Yep. Use your fingerprint to get in, and it's brilliant, right? Um, so he spent all this time in the video kind of going, well, let's do this normal stuff. Oh, yeah, this is all metal. This is all very solid. It feels <laughs> great, blah, blah, blah. We're going to try this. We're going to try that. Then they literally take a saw and cut through the middle of the lock. And in the process of doing that, they kind of turn it over and see that, oh, well, the back... Actually, I could have just unscrewed <laughs> the back from the entire lock. And, it, and they went out and got another one, a $100 lock, $100 piece of equipment to secure your devices. He went and bought another one, stuck a, um, a, a you know, sticker to it. Uh, it was a what, whatever the video camera thing. Stuck it to it and turned the back of the lock and pulled it off. And... and about 30 seconds had opened the lock because <laughs> once you unscrewed the back, you used a normal screwdriver to unscrew the rest of it and just pull it apart. Just Fantastic. literally pull it apart. So. The the quote, this is, I am not making this up. The quote, there's actually two locks. in the, This article is bad in that it conflates the two locks and they both have a, bu a bunch of problems, but they both had the problem with the screwdriver. The one manufacturer's response was, I am not making this up, the lock is invincible to people who do not have a screwdriver. That's <laughs> <laughs> a real quote <laughs> from a sales guy. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, then. Oh, my God. <laughs> what Combination about? locks are invincible yeah. for people without fingers. What about a knife? You can use yeah. that as a screwdriver. Oh, my God. Absolutely God. ludicrous. And I'm, I felt like an idiot because have you seen these new bike locks where they use words instead of numbers or combinations? No, I've no. not. It's do. It feels like it's so stupid to me. So it's basically every time you turn, it's like five letters, and in order to make oh, the combination, okay. you make a word. And I guess there's probably fifty different combinations, but 
it seems so stupid to have a bike lock that you can unlock in 50 combinations to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I guess that's not a big deal, but I'm like, okay, so Emma needs a bike. She's going to be riding her bike to school. Let me buy her a bike lock. Why are they all fucking words? It's like a fi- it's a five-letter word to unlock your bike, and you whatever have... you spin, it only makes certain yeah, combinations. But the, here's the, yeah. here's the you thing. You have like, the, letters, here, the numbers. Basically, right. no, but... You, they're all words, so there's probably like it's, 25 it's a words to guess. It's word. It's yeah. not yeah, a... Yeah, but a, a guy who is in the street... Could you just do A-Z-T-R... You could, I guess, but then... I mean, is that weirder than remembering a bunch of weird... Di- I, I think it's easier to remember digits, myself. That's what but, I was thinking, but it know. just seems weird. I could not buy the same lock with numbers. It's letters now. It doesn't make any sense to me. But well, you have 10 digits, and you have 28 letters. So each each uh, 20, 20, uh, thing yes. has twenty eight combinations. Spanish. Twenty eight is character Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. It, no, but she's right. Like <laughs> okay, twenty seven, twenty six. There's more combinations. No, you're right. There's more combinations. It's just Americans find it weirder to remember a random sequence of letters than, than a, a random sequence of numbers. But and they're not totally random. right. I mean, it's order of magnitude you, more secure. To be honest with you, it could be more secure, yeah. but it's hard, It's not like a you yeah. know I'm picking a, a, an anniversary or a birthday or a number that I know I'll remember. It's but a, but I don't know. Your daughter might be able to you know remember you know daisies are pretty, which is not a. Damn it, how did you guess that? <laughs> Fuck! I gotta change it. Note the self change block. <laughs> it just may be easier for a y- younger person to deal yeah. with. It just seems. They must have done research. That's interesting. I didn't know they that. They don't um, even sell number locks anymore. They're all letters. I don't use any of those just being in Chicago. Those aren't secure enough. You need yeah. like a U lock or something metal, but. That is interesting. I did not yeah, but know. He, he, here's the thing. Any lock you can buy. And this is from a guy who had his bike stolen in front of this yeah. r- very building like a couple of years ago. Wait, you parked it in front of this building? Well, yeah, that's on fuck. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it doesn't matter which lock you buy. If somebody wants to steal your bike, oh, th- you are losing that bike. Th- totally yeah. true. But I feel like, it, and this is like th- one of the worst places you could park it in terms of theft, Ever. I feel. But uh, uh, wait, wait. We should probably thank Ross for the new amazing bike cage that's at the mart because you and your you you literally recorded the person who stole my bike, but you say you can't show me who stole my bike. Okay, great, thanks. So yeah, that was, that was yeah. crazy. Like we, anyway. we we have footage of your bike being stolen at, um, but we have no idea. It's so green, granular. Yeah, like, sorry. Not, so they no. but they built a monster bike rack. Which is broken today. Remind me. <laughs> so thanks, in, Ross. So I, I gotta actually talk to them. Damn about it, Ross. Later today, Nothing but, you do yeah. with bikes is good. They yeah. they pasted this sign saying that you have to write to the concierge or something like that. I wrote. Well, it's weird. I have been able to get in, and then today I couldn't. Concierge, yeah, so. but it, it was broken in the meanwhile. They uh, in in uh, anyway. I I wrote to, to him, and they haven't responded to me. Hmm. So it's like. New anyway. bike rack, thanks to Ross, because it got so stolen. So don't use any smart locks. And I'm de- don't no use smart, smart locks. locks. And all new locks are, well, uh, are uh, But real quickly, so that was the major, but they also found, what, what's hilarious is they found even the smart shit didn't work. Because uh, they said that it basically, it also can be overrided by a computer 
and its encryption code <laughs> is just its MAC address. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> so, it, it's so literally. You can actually, even if you even if you don't want to use a screwdriver. So in terms of the, this guy isn't even right that it's invincible. Yeah. If you don't have a screwdriver, Not what even close. you what, it, it broadcasts itself on Bluetooth. And you can just unlock it, so it can by be. recognizing its own Mac address. So, so, so the article, this while article the, is so funny, while I mean, the article probably isn't the best written, I did like the way they structured it because they started with, well, let's just look at the metal. Yeah, yes, it, it is all metal. Funny, yeah. The metal is extremely like low melt point and easily brittle. So you know, so you freeze it, it. Yeah. smash it, and it's done. Or melt it and it's done. That's number one problem. Number two problem is this technological issue of the fact that they don't have a real quality encryption scheme, and, yep. and all yep. you need is its yep. MAC address to sure. actually get into it. So that's yeah. And number then three, two, <laughs> screwdriver. And three, you so can also use your screwdriver. Considering, <laughs> considering, you know, usually you're not going to have the same guy. You know, that's gonna hack the lock, and the same guy who's actually gonna pick the lock. It's good that they can both do it. Everybody, yeah, everybody, whatever your skill set is, hack this lock, right? The, the, the headline is: uh, Unbreakable smart lock devastated to discover screwdrivers exist. <laughs> Once, twice, three times a screw up. I mean, I'm reading that article start to finish. That it was it was pretty damn awesome. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, speaking of uh, interesting neighborhoods and. Um, uh, Perhaps artists that might live in these interesting neighborhoods. Sean, you shared the story well, about the old story. The the old story about the artist who made his millions in graffiti. Holy fuck! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I how did we get on this the other day? Uh, I'm I'm trying to f- find this dude. I know I posted it to the channel, but somehow we got on. Like sort of um, stock options instead yeah, of actually you know, getting you, you paid. Know, I, I don't know how many of you worked for dot coms, but you know I worked for a few dot coms. You're always offered stock options, and I learned very quickly never take the fucking stock options. Except if, it, but sometimes <laughs> it works. When it works, it works. Uh, when it's Facebook, yeah, and it's the year two thousand or yeah, a graffiti whatever. artist yeah. that the guy who's the guy who created Napster, Sean. Sean Parker founded Sean Napster Parker, in 2005. Sean Parker like this graffiti yeah, yeah. artist. Mm-hmm. And he asked him to do the offices at uh, Facebook. And it's actually, let me actually read the article because it's funny. This guy is super rich now off this decision he made. Uh, his name is something something Coe. David right? Coe. David Coe, thank you. He goes, all right. Coe despised social media's early iterations like MySpace and called Facebook a ridiculous idea. But he agreed to pay the building for $60,000. He says, my prices have been going higher and higher. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if you want me to paint an entire building, it's going to be like sixty k, man. sixty k. And he thought... A graffiti they, artist. Renowned graffiti yeah. artist. Yeah, yeah. And Parker said, okay, we'll pay you sixty k, or you can choose company stock. And Parker advised him to take the uh, company stock. When it went public at 38 a share... He made two hundred million dollars. <laughs> he made two hundred million dollars to paint graffiti on about ten walls. He will never get a better paying gig. Yeah. <laughs> and then we talked about like you know, so what do you think it would cost to paint my kitchen? Yeah, that's his going right now. You're just it's you're his neighbor. Right yeah. Like, well, that's insane. You know. Ah, yeah. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
I mean, two hundred million. That's more than Tom Cruise was probably made for all the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> I don't know about Tom Cruise, but yeah, you but were, yeah, you I mean, were, that's like we were major, yeah, uh, you know, more than professional athletes and and all these other people on the planet. Two hundred million dollars to paint a building. Unreal. So, uh, stay in art school, kids. If you can find art in a school, stay in that. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. It was hilarious. Oh, hilarious. We we were telling jokes for hours over that one. Well, uh, other other groups are finding fun ways to uh, to make some money. So, um, Sean, your hometown was it your hometown, Akron? Akron, Ohio. Yeah. Yep. So the firefighters there found a way to make some money. Is that what I'm? <laughs> well, no. This is a passion project, I believe. Oh, it's a pat. Um, they're not making money let here. Let me see if I can find this uh, passion in the project channel. Are, but it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it it turned out two of the firefighters were making porn inside the fire station. Now, I don't think they were making like hardcore where they were like having sex. It sounds like from the article they were like just <laughs> doing random chores within the fire uh station naked. Oh, but they were okay. uploading Ooh. it to porn stations. And the way they were found out is like I guess I don't know, I guess it got a lot of views and people nice. started calling the Akron Fire Department and be like, we're just, you know, wondering. We're big fans. Yeah, big fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, is this open to the public? Like, what's, what's going on? You yeah. guys charge admission? Yeah. What's going on? Because I guess they didn't, like, they didn't try to anonymize the setting at all. Like, it's, it, like, it, it says Akron Fire Department. Yeah, Third Street. Everything. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> open all day. Yeah. Open all day. Yeah. Three. I, I don't know why they wouldn't anonymize it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah hoses are out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Let's see I don't know if it's a way to help support the, you know, the civic duty mm-hmm. of the firefighters and all that. Let them have their fun should, should and make our, some money. Um, umbrella network right now and try to go to Pornhub and find them. Yeah, see if you can get there. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm my doing favorite a lot. kind of porn: Akron firefighting. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we see if that umbrella's working? Hey, Dion, go to Pornhub. See if it blocks you. So you can, okay, can, can you imagine? So uh, sure. I assume these are two dudes. No, it's a woman and a man. Okay. And they're both, like, middle-aged people that I guess... I mean, I have heard there's a lot of downtime in firefighting. I and I guess not. they're just like, we got a... Uh, board? Yeah. I can't get the Pornhub, guys. I'm just letting you know. There you go. Oh, um, but <laughs> can you imagine? one week. Yeah. Can you imagine the conversation? Like, they're sitting around going, well... You know, I'm bored. Are you bored? Yeah, I'm bored. Um, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. You know, people seem to like like hot firefighters. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we could, could maybe we could like become famous here. Do guys talk like that? I'm thinking about the dude well, and the woman. Well, this is a man right? and a woman. It's not yeah. two dudes. It sounds like a dude trying to get a woman to do something that the dude wants. No, to do. I think <laughs> they both they both they both wanted to do this, and yeah. Or the chick is like, yeah, you know. Was there any motivation? Did they talk about this? Oh, my God, it's just porn. It's just porn. (laughs) I'm trying to find the quote. The quote on the phone calls was pretty funny, but I can't. can't. It sounded like these two this morning talking about the differentiation between the standings and having to tie or win in the World Cup for some team that they don't even care about for like seven minutes. You two just killed me. Are you seriously giving me shit Ah. for talking too much? About the World Cup. (laughs) <laughs> oh, just about the book. Okay. <laughs> oh, I guess in one of them, I guess in some of them, it sounds like they might have. 
<laughs> the spokesman said there were flames of passion in some of the videos. Ah. So maybe maybe there was. Whoopsie. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you know? well, anyway, um, Google it. I'm sure you'll be fine. They Google. are being you potentially prosecuted the for the city's anti-fraternizing rule. There it is. Not yep. not the fact that they published videos and put them online. I don't think they got a You're rule allowed for to that. do yeah. that. You just yeah. can't. Anti-fraternizing. Interesting. Well, um, I'm speaking of fraternizing. How about Rod Stewart? Oh, yeah. Well, we were yes. talking about him in the, the <laughs> World Cup. Fraternizing. Well, we were saying if England or uh, Scotland really needs, I guess I think he's Scottish. If, he, if Scotland really needs a, a helping hand. We were randomly talking. I'm like about, about the World Cup. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Rod this is the Stewart <laughs> followed most of. What we were, we're talking, talking about, about like Europeans. Yeah. They they play soccer their whole lives. <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure Rod Stewart broke the nose of Fat Boy Slim's grand mom at a concert <laughs> in Vegas. Like, there's no fucking way that happened. I'm like, and I think I heard that once. Like, there's no way that's happened. And we couldn't find exact proof of that, but we did Google it. And Rod Stewart has routinely broken the noses of his fans <laughs> by just booting soccer balls into the stands Rod full force. Stewart, allegedly, no, it's been proven, It's loves video. the soccer yeah. balls during yeah. Hot Legs performance. Hot le- yeah, then we found out he does it during Hot Legs. Yeah. Hot Legs comes While on. singing, he goes, Hot Legs, and, and he kicks the ball. He signs like 50 soccer balls, yeah. and during Hot Legs, he just boots them. And to see Rod Stewart in his crazy outfits on stage, booting soccer balls into the crowd is <laughs> while he's singing. Oh my god! Yeah, while oh, he oh is man, it was a great visual. That's he's got these super tight purple pants yeah. on, and he puts on soccer sneakers for it. Well, by the way, know. he was by yeah. the way he was born and raised in London. Oh, yeah. so he could, yeah. but he is of Scottish Ooh, and English what a, descent. Oh, okay. So he he is both. Scottish and English. Dual eligibility. He can play a, for whichever team needs him most. What a, what a mudblood. What a mudblood. Sorry. Nice uh, geeky reference sure. there. I Thanks know what very else to much. Call I didn't know what else to call him. You Potterphile. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we should we probably need to wrap this up. So. Really? Yes. We're having such a great time here. <laughs> When's lunch? Trump's, I'm hungry. Trump's fornicating with flags these days too. Uh, don't let's that? not. <laughs> he was hugging a flag. It's he was excited. He loves the flag. He know. loves our country. Yeah. Well, we're and that's why it's all about America first. <laughs> yes. And this shouldn't be a subject. Oh right, move on. She says. Move uh, along. If you yeah. haven't You're seen Incredibles too. two, go see it. I have I'm gonna to spoil it next week. Talk with someone first, but oh okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to spoil Incredibles 2 next week. So Where are we off to uh, lunch-wise? I mean, you know the answer to that. Are we? Sh- All right. Well, back to cargo. Yep. <laughs> um, Love the pizza. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We have been the Worldwide IT Guys. Sean's already left. That's how bored he Where is with hang, all this. Where should we hang the uh, the, the, po- the podcast? Uh, the 2017 Colts. Indianapolis Colts Cheerleaders <laughs> banner thing. Yeah, there they are. That? Right above the, maybe uh, above sorry. the surface hub. I'm sorry, Lucy, you didn't there get the good one. There they are. There we go. There. It's all for you. Why for me? You're worldwide IT guys. Uh, Properly uh, signed. I should and say worldwide IT girls. Uh. Girls. Gu- guys is is a generic. Term. I know. It's it's not. <laughs> it's mixed. All right, we failed miserably. Thank you all for listening. We have been the worldwide IT guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. I
I'm talking with this person who is already is very English. Who's English? Very English. Well, it's the not very English, but she is very English. She is very English. Oh, no. Punctually. You're doing it now? She is chatting with me now. Hurry up. And you are very not English, punctuality-wise. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. You're the racist in the group. I don't know. It's a tie between her and this I'm one. Very, just so you very, know. <laughs> I'm very, very south of the wall, if you want to say. South, south of the wall? South of the wall. Ooh, oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> We're using that.